Hello, and welcome to this week's show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And happy Valentine's to all you listeners out there. We thought we'd bring you a very special show here from Green Wisdom Health about heart attacks, since it was the day of red. So the name of this show is called Heart Attacks. It's not just for men. And I guess, as many of you know, or maybe you don't know, uh, recently Susan Lucci had a heart heart attack. And uh, looking at her, you would have never suspected that anything like that could have happened. So we're here to educate you a little bit today for men and women about some of the signs and symptoms. And more importantly, about what you can do naturally to help prevent that from happening or slow that down. So, Dr. Lewis, we're ready for you to inform us and impart your knowledge on us <laughs> about what can be done to prevent this or, or uh, you know, change an outcome. So, you're up. Well, you know, I think in honor of Valentine's Day, men, we know we have a good woman when she thinks we're better looking or smarter than we really are. She kind of puts on a show like I'm that intelligent. Uh, we both have our strengths, and thank God they're not in the same place. Uh, you know, I had a lady in here one time, and she was kind of a big dog with the American Heart Association, and she said she just didn't understand why heart disease got so little press time and so little money compared to breast cancer. And I said, well, the heart is something we don't see, therefore it's tucked away and we don't pay much attention and it has the heart's not been sexualized like the breast have, but uh, heart attacks kill more women than breast cancer. So it's something you should pay attention to. Um, I don't know. I'm going to try to hit and get off the beaten path. Uh, you know, I'm not just a big fan of worrying about cholesterol. Anybody that's ever talked to me, I got a question about that. If heart attacks kill more women than breast cancer does, why do we not? hear that or have that beat marched into our head that you know it's always breast cancer awareness why are we not having because tatas are sexualized and the heart's not that's very interesting i may be wrong about that but <laughs> and i wonder if it doesn't have something to do with there's a whole lot of money in that kind of research for breast cancer i don't have a clue <laughs> but you know sometimes these uh, shows that are meant to educate you probably you end up with more questions than you've gotten answers. Uh, I just want to throw some stuff out there for you to think about. And, you know, again, I, I'm not a big fan of worrying about cholesterol, but because uh, there's many, 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 many other factors that need to go into that equation. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to go through all kinds of stuff. You know, the typical go down rabbit trail. So aspirin. How many of you take an aspirin a day? Well, I don't, and there's a lot of reasons why. There was, if I remember correctly, 80-something studies that said aspirin did absolutely nothing for heart health, but uh, Bayer, in their infinite wisdom, put in 15 milligrams of magnesium oxide, and we are so deficient in magnesium that even the not-so-great form, oxide form, made it look like, well, it, it helped heart health, even though it wasn't a really good form. So that's your first key or clue that you need magnesium, the type, you know, you should discuss it uh, with me, hopefully. But citrate, if you're constipated, you know, one bowel movement a day or less. Uh, we like the reacted magnesium um, because it's chelated together. And I had a, 
thing on my shooting straight with Dr. Lewis uh, the other day. And Amani from down there close to New Orleans said that magnesium did the trick. She didn't even know she didn't sleep well, and it decreased her anxiety and all kinds of stuff. I don't remember exactly what she said, but just taking magnesium made a huge, huge difference. And thank you, Imani. She chimes in on the shooting straight with Dr. Lewis a lot. Well, uh, that magnesium you're talking about, also the one that you like, beside it being chelated, yeah. uh, many times you get diarrhea when you take the citrate form of it. So if you've had gone to the health food store and bought magnesium and you're thinking, I don't want to take that because I'm going to get diarrhea, that's why we like the one that we use, which is the reacted magnesium, because it's different forms of it, and it does not give you diarrhea. So, yeah, and citrate, you know, really good. You're still going to absorb plenty, but if you have sluggish bowel movements, it's so uh, water gathering that it will help increase the bowel movement. So that's why it's better to talk to somebody. It's much better than magnesium sulfate or oxide as far as what you can break down and absorb. Uh, <clears throat> congestive heart failure is a big deal, uh, and it's really, really, you know, it's a big killer, and it kind of comes up on us slowly. Uh, but there are so many things you can do about it, and I don't think aspirin's the key to that. Uh, there's a I don't know, 60% increase in the odds of hospitalization uh, for the uh, people that take the NSAIDs, which is non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, which includes aspirin. Um, I, I'm just not a big, big fan. Uh, aspirin and ibuprofen actually quadruple the risk of heart failure, you know, fourfold. And there's research behind that. That's not my opinion. Um, and we're going to talk maybe a little later about rheumatoid because that was a question from Pete in Missouri, but about rheumatoid. But did you know that an aspirin a day actually helps increase the uh, cartilage destruction which is, you know, what rheumatoid also does, uh, which is going to greatly increase your need for a hip replacement, knee replacement in 10 or 20 years. Um, so why do you take an aspirin a day that has been shown with research to increase the odds of congestive heart failure? That's from uh, uh, Internal Medicine Review, if I remember right. Uh, one of the things we always do is we check the high-sensitivity C-reactive protein, uh, and it's a pretty good predictor that the patient will die early if it is high, and there are things that you can take to decrease the inflammation uh, and decrease your C-reactive protein. Uh, almost always, if you just take the magnesium we talked about, it can lower the CRP, and many times alleviating uh, heart arrhythmias and uh, decrease your chance of congestive heart failure. Uh, so low magnesium is the first place you should look, although I start, you know, with natto and bromelain. But, uh, you know, you, things you should take for your heart. If you're on a statin drug, which, you know, I'm not an MD, I'm a chiropractor, so I shouldn't say much about statin drugs, but patients say, well, what would you do? Would you ever take a statin drug? And I won't tell you what my answer is, but it's a no. Uh, very emphatic no. Um, you know, there are things you can do that will help. And if you're on a statin drug, though, and if you and your doctor have decided you need to take it, then at least you need to take a 300-milligram coenzyme Q10. Uh, another thing, um, I talk to people about, 
It went ahead brain fog. I said, well, you probably have a gut full of yeast and you have low B1, which is thiamine. The things that lower thiamine is alcohol. God got personal right there, didn't I? Uh, medications for heart failure or hypertension actually lower your thiamine, and you wonder why you get uh, brain fog. Uh, gut full of yeast uh, is one of the major reasons that some people have a sweet tooth. I'm craving my Girl Scout to come in for the cookies. Um, so the the enzyme that gets the thiamine destroyed is put out by the yeast and that creates a B1 deficiency that's usually silent and it leads to fluid retention and heart failure. So pay attention. Yeast, gut, thiamine, heart problem. And it's deficient in a very large majority of the patients that have congestive heart failure. Can we go back to the statin comment about, um, you know, you said if it were you, you wouldn't take them. Well, could you offer some natural other choices beside that that might do something better, different? And I'm specifically talking about bergamot. Yeah, I'll talk about bergamot. And we don't know if it's pronounced bergamot or bergamot, but uh, yes. It is a somewhat holy geez incredible thing that we have seen people with, say, 419 on triglycerides and in three months go down to 119. It's not always that quick, um, but it certainly helps. It helps lower cholesterol, and more importantly, it lowers triglycerides and the harmful LDLs. For example, bergamot and maybe some other things, too. But I have this young lady up around Chicago. Her and her husband are delightful people. Her cholesterol was 500, and she didn't want to take statin drugs. And I said, well, you might even consider it as bad as all this is and the other factors. She says, nope, not going to do it. Uh, I think it was three months later. It went to 400, and I just got her lab in a couple of days ago, and now it's down to 300, which I don't think that and the other factors are ideal yet. But it's down 200 points, and it's bergamot is the main thing that did it. And you only have to take two at bedtime. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing about cholesterol is most people think that, that it's consumed through the food. And mm. actually, it's it's not. Cholesterol... 20, 20%. It's no, not a big deal. It's actually con- uh, primarily produced and controlled by the liver. At night, more so. Yeah, using uh, rate control enzyme uh, reductase. And um, that's why bergamot works, because it actually goes in and cleans up the liver. So in addition to it working on cholesterol, we've seen very good results on lab with it lowering liver enzymes, yeah, as well as lowering uh, C-reactive protein. That's a heart test. which And, and, and lowering insulin, insulin yes. resistance, which is one of the factors that creates that in the first place. It, you know, I'm glad Janet led me there because, you know, I needed to be pulled out of the rabbit trail. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, most of the research has been on a thousand milligrams of bergamot, and that is what those two capsules are: is a thousand milligrams. And there's massive amount of study. You know, people say, "Well, my doctor said supplements aren't studied; they're not researched." And my answer to that is BS. Um, a good company does. <laughs> that's that's what we carry. It's yeah. the pharmaceutical grade. They do research. We have tons of it. And if any of you guys have ever ordered from us, you will generally get information in the way of pamphlets or brochures about the products 
because we we have PDFs on all of our orthomolecular products, and they're even available online when you're when you're looking at this. And Dr. Lewis is telling you something, and you're thinking, "Well, I'd like to know more." You can go to our website at greenwisdomhealth.com and and put that product in, and on the click here for ingredients, that PDF will pop up on them. And that PDF on Bergamo has uh, twelve different research articles on the back where it references that. And it's from places like International Journal of Cardiology, you know, uh, Frontiers in Pharmacology, Journal of Agriculture and Food Chemistry. So we're talking about real research, not somebody's opinion. So, you know, that's good. So now I'm off on to cholesterol. Uh, Statins uh, actually create a selenium deficiency. And and most of you know, the lower your selenium, the greater your chance of cancer. Um, and that's from Journal of Lancet. This is a high-class medical publication. This is not Dr. Lewis's opinion. Uh, selenium's incredibly important in detoxification of the daily chemicals, which I've got something about that in a minute. Um, but it helps process your or helps your thyroid hormones process, which helps with cholesterol control, weight control, energy, depression, constipation. So we've mentioned all of those things. Wow, selenium's very, very important. And our soils are so uh, deficient. I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with Jack Spearco, the Survival Podcast, and he is a pretty brilliant guy. And I talked about how the soils in America are about 85% of all our minerals are gone out of our soil. So we're growing crops with nothing for them to uptake and give to us. We were talking about the chemicals. Uh, and how selenium helps detoxify this. Uh, I'm going to uh, excerpt out of Journal of Circulation. Fluorocarbons, phenol, toluene, hydrocarbons, turpentine, uh, formaldehyde, glycerin, pesticides, and tobacco and mercury and so on are direct toxins to the heart. Journal of Circulation. Uh, then that's out of the environment, and the environment inflames the endothelium, and that's what this other product we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, it decreases uh, inflammation of the endothelium, and that comes from Journal of Environmental Health Perspectives. So, again, I read research. I'm blessed to have a pretty seriously good memory. Um, so I'd. Which product are you talking about? Is that the Citronox? I'm glad you asked. Uh, she kind of keeps me keeps me on track. Citronox is, I'm really impressed. You know, we were using other products that were really, really good, and then we find out about this, and holy cow, it works even better. People that have notoriously high blood pressure have gotten quicker results. And, you know, some people think all this should happen in three weeks or a month. It's usually not that. Most of the medical trials are you know, one month to six months, and it's nothing for it to be three months, six months, or a year before some of these physiological changes take place because it takes your body time with increased nutrients to detoxify. And we just talked about selenium, and that's one of many. And when you detoxify a little bit every day, but the environment puts it back in, so the net gain is small, and that's why it takes so much time. So Citronox is a blend of um, L-citrulline, amino acid, grapeseed extract, and this is a good patented one, and then quercetin or cusertin, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And what that does, 
the reason they use citrulline is because there's actually a study. Uh, geez, I had the charts on it, but everybody knows to use L-arginine, and that increases the nitrous oxide synthase cycle, NOS. Men, if you're yawning, the NOS cycle or system is what makes Viagra work. Oh, now they're listening. Uh, <laughs> you're just like a church <clears throat> service. <laughs> well, my brother-in-law last night said uh, I have a tendency to get right to the point and make people listen. I don't know if that's true, but apparently he listened to me, and he's funny. But ar- arginine, it works real well, and I've used arginine, and it helps my blood pressure, which is just naturally or genetically high. But the Citronox, using the citrulline, works even better. So I'm, I'm quite impressed with it. And, uh, you know, one of the things it does, when you have the nitrous oxide synthase cycle working good, it increases the elasticity of the arteries. So it can expand, and a bigger pipe means less pressure going through. Back when I was plumbing a million years ago, you know, uh, if you had the same amount of water going through a pipe it had to have better bigger pressure curve in order to go through a half inch pipe versus three quarters so larger means lower pressure and when the arteries can be elastic you know they can adapt all the different uh, conditions and the it, it it decreases platelet adhesion that's the citrulline uh, scavenges free radicals. Those are the things I just told you about in the environment that creates this inflammation, endothelial infima- inflammation. Uh, <clears throat> the other reason citrulline works better than arginine and has an extremely long life is because it bypasses uh, liver metabolism. So it's more bioavailable in the bloodstream, allowing it to... Uh, impact the nitrous oxide levels for a much, much, much longer time. Way better than arginine. Uh, the quercetin or quercetin inhibits uh, some kind of expression I don't really understand, but it's a pathway for maintaining uh, a normal inflammatory response or, or, or a balance to decrease inflammation. So that's really good. And, you know, there's many other uses for the Cusertin, you know, for uh, inflammatory respiratory stuff, uh, allergies, uh, gut inflammation is really good. Then they put in a grapeseed extract, and this has really high concentration of something called phenolic compounds. And they they, uh, support the dilation or the elasticity of the arteries as well. Uh, so the, it's it's a really good combination. I've had some incredible results, not just on the patients, but on me also. And again, these PDFs that Janet talks about, they have references where they get this stuff, like Journal of Obesity and Related Metabolic Disorders, uh, Journal of Vascular Research, The Lancet, Journal of Applied Physiology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is not opinions, folks. This is science at its best. Well, maybe we should talk a little bit about what some of the signs and symptoms are for a heart attack. And then we want to also address, because it is Valentine's Day, and women are really supposed to be first here. You need more chocolate and wine, I think. uh, There are some uh, different signs and symptoms for women. So 
some of the basic symptoms are uh, pressure, pressure, tightness, pain, aching or squeezing sensation in the chest that may radiate to the neck, jaw, or back. I thought you had all those signs when you saw me. Well, today, yes. <laughs> Nausea is another sign. No, I don't, you don't, I don't have get the, that one. Thank you. Yeah, you saved yourself. Indigestion, heartburn, abdominal pain, shortness of breath, cold sweats, fatigue, lightheadedness, or sudden dizziness. That's that's why was, uh, back when I practiced chiropractic, it was kind of tough when people would come in with those symptoms. I would say, have you had your heart checked? And, you know, I always encourage uh, using the medical profession. They're really good people, do a really good job. Uh, we do good for health. They do good for a disease, a trauma, and a crisis. So don't think one, you know, means you don't need the other side. You need both for optimal health. And ladies, heart disease is the number one killer of women in the United States. Yep, not breast cancer. Breast cancer is a horrible thing. But, you know, remember, detoxification, we're experts at that. And pre-heart attack symptoms in females can include unusual fatigue, sweating. Just not just tired of your husband. Yeah, just that you can't ever, you don't have ever have enough energy. Sweating, shortness of breath. Actually, anxiety or panic attack symptoms, it's very hard to tell whether or not it's a heart attack or you're having a panic attack. That's why two or three opinions is always a good thing. Smart. And for women also, vertigo, dizziness, heart palpitations, numbness in the extremities. And Dr. Lewis can explain what an extremity is for people that don't know what that is. Your hands and feet, your arms and legs. Trembling or even fainting. So it's a little bit different when you... uh, Sounds like love, doesn't it? Yeah, when you get that shaky feeling when you first meet that guy, maybe that's really a sign of a heart attack. (laughs) Or maybe a sign you should avoid him. I'm not sure. (laughs) I do want to make sure that we address uh, Pete's question. Uh, We have a guy that uh, he wants to know about rheumatoid arthritis, and he wanted to know what show we talked about that in. I know we have. But because we can't remember which one it is, we decided to uh, address the rheumatoid arthritis a little bit. And then we want to come back and tell you about the lab panel that we recommend uh, for, you know, trying to rule out having heart issues because there's some very important tests in them that are a little bit different than what you've had. Yes. So please tell us about rheumatoid arthritis. Well, you you know, we're seeing a a great increase in autoimmune diseases, and rheumatoid is just one of many. Uh, It's an autoimmune disease. It actually attacks women and girls more than men, but men can get it too. For some reason, the body um, inaccurately, I think is a good word, uh, starts identifying your joints or synovial membranes and it identifies it or misidentifies it as uh, an enemy. Uh, and then it, it kind of, well, it, it destructs them. It, it's a terrible, terrible disease. But, you know, the root cause is the GI tract because most of your immune system, 60 to 80 percent, depending on the research you read, 60 to 80 percent of your immune systems in your gut. And that's a, kind of an interesting statement because one of the studies I read said, uh, most of the microorganisms that are commonly involved in this disorder is streptococci, staphylococci, uh, gonorrhea, bacteria, haemophilus, tubercle bacilli, 
and candida albicans, plain old yeast. So see, folks, it's a circle. It just manifests differently. Uh, the things you can do for rheumatoid, for God's sake, if you've got those RA factors, your doctors check that out. For God's sake, contact us and let's get it before you get the joint destruction because once you get uh, the synovial joints uh, destructed and you know get that, it's too late uh, for your joints. They're not going to come back. So get it quickly and 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 that's just with diet and lifestyle changes. I've seen some really, really good results, but Lord, don't let it get bad because then you can get all kinds of ankylosing. It's it's not pretty. Okay, so contact us because what you would do lab or you would do products or you would need to see some people, lab to do products. Well, some people just want to start with the products, and I said, great, you know, I'd be glad to guide you, no problem. And then I tell them, I said, it's going to be a longer path and, you know, time is of the essence and you're going to waste a lot of time, energy, effort, and money, you know, throwing in the wrong supplements. And the problem is these things take time. Like I said earlier, if, you, if you're not willing to give it three months, six months, nine months, a year, your expectations exceed your body's ability to change physiologically. So you have to have realistic expectations. I think lab is the quicker, easier, less expensive way to go. Great. And speaking of lab, I we want to talk to you a little bit about the panel that we recommend for the cardiovascular panel. Um, on my show notes, I put the one plus men's hormones for um, on the super panel, but there is one that has women's hormones as well. And the different panels that's included in that is the apolipoprotein, which is an extensive cholesterol test. If you've never had that checked, that actually not only shows the cholesterol, but it shows the breakdown of small and large particles because the small particles get through easier and that can actually lead to heart attack. So that's um, a really great test to run at least once to see course it includes the the regular panels that we always do which is the metabolic panel cbc cortisol having high anxiety for a long period of time and women we talked about that can also be a heart marker Um, ferritin which is a stored iron if you're anemic can be a heart issue uh, eventually lead to that having high a1c numbers which is a three-month blood sugar any inflammation in the body like that is going to actually make it harder for the heart. And someone asked me yesterday, how do you know if you have inflammation in your body? Everybody has inflammation in their body. It's a matter of how much do you have. Um, there's another test on this called homocysteine, and it's actually a, a high-end B12. We're trying to see how much are you really taking in. Uh, it's just another heart marker that's in it. Insulin, the insulin that's in this actually shows us whether or not your pancreas is doing good because many times we have young people that look like they're great on their three-month blood sugar, but their insulin is horrible, which means they're eating incorrectly, and it's just a matter of time before that pancreas gives in also. Um, There's a magnesium on this, and you might have had magnesium run in the past, but there's a spun magnesium, which means they actually see what it's like on uh, the cell level, not they, just out in the bloodstream. Yeah, out of the red blood cells. For guys, there's a PSA, which you guys all love that. Uh, <laughs> vitamin D, there's five parts of the thyroid, and there's testosterone on this because actually testosterone is a major player for heart issues. 
So if you're thinking about getting the lab done, this is a good panel to get. You can get it done anywhere in the United States. Uh, all of our clients are all over the United States. We just ask for you to fill out a health survey on our website at greenwisdomhealth.com, and then Dr. Lewis can actually help guide you towards which panel is is best for you. So, uh, Yeah, well, good. I want to get you – know, I have just a minute here. I want to get back to the cholesterol. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, research written that uh, people that have it over 400 and, uh, you know, li- people live healthy into their 90s with no medication and no medical problems. So it's not just cholesterol. Uh, those with a little bit higher cholesterol in people over 70 generally live longer and healthier than those with normal or, or low cholesterol. Uh, those with higher cholesterol have less cancer. They have less suicide than those with 200 or less, and that's the goal medically is to get it under 200. Um, there's articles like in the Journal of the American Medical Association that show the death rates go up when you lower cholesterol with drugs. Death rate goes up? Wow. That's a scary thought, isn't it? So aren't, we're kind of doing it backwards, aren't we? Yeah, and then one more thing, and I'll shut up. That's hard to do. Uh, there's a study in circulation that showed high cholesterol has no predictive value for those who will have an early coronary death then why are we treating cholesterol? Cholesterol is just the Band-Aid the body uses to plaque when you have those problems in your arteries. So, folks, it's not that simple, but we kind of break it down to where we make it simple, and we take the stress out for you. We take the decisions out for you, although I always ask that you listen with a discerning spirit because you deserve to be healthy and happy because your life matters to other people folks you got to remember that you really do matter that's right we're trying to help you be as joyful and healthy as you can be and we appreciate you listening to our show this week we hope you guys have a wonderful week and we'll be here next time and if you have any questions please shoot us an email dr lewis actually has his own now it's doc at greenwisdomhealth.com and you can ask him questions there you can uh, friend him on facebook with shooting straight and he'll add you in there and he'll answer questions and we'll bring them up on the show if you'd like to hear your question answered you guys have a very blessed week Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.